0: Hello and welcome to Colliding Lines, an international live arts collective on-air at Resonance Extra. For this month's show, we'll be talking to Sylvia Hallett and Stefan Barrett, who've just released an album with us called River Pathway Static. Thanks very much for tuning in, we're really, really happy to have you. So without further ado, here's Elsewhere from River Pathway Static. Conceived in a storm on foreign shores, she was a love letter unread. Her mother ran through flames, crossed continents, and cocooned between nowhere and somewhere, she began. Do some speaking, entreating, pleas, fated promises, spit flept swollen, lips broke, broker a ceasefire, negotiate. Not the victory of a marble arch, nor glistening coat of arms, it was the grey weight of a cityscape built on mistakes, and cross at the crossroads, revelation hit, she became the scar he had to pick, the belief that secrets lie within, bring this callous hand gladly to nape of neck, structures dedicated, fluctuate, foundations delicate. Okay, so we're here with Stefan and Sylvia that's Stefan Barrett and Sylvia Hallett, which is uh, rhyming only by coincidence I'm sure lovely to have you um did you guys just want to say a bit about uh, a little bit about yourselves?
1: I um do improvisation and um I play sort of anything well, I play um instruments and objects um sometimes. I guess starting from violin and working outwards from that um into boat bicycle wheel and and then sort of whatever objects take my fancy really um, could be anything
2: <laughs> so i work in i guess you'd call it experimental music uh free improvisation mainly and then kind of in various projects I, i'm quite. Uh, my main kind of focus is on collaboration, I guess. So most of my projects are with uh, at least one other person. So say with this release, and also um, my main uh, kind of mostly active projects at the moment is Literal Transmissions, which is a radio show on also on Resonance Extra and Threads to Radio, which is a kind of collage of different sound sources. Um, I guess I'd say my main or initial instrument was. Piano, but now it's yeah, um, kind of a variety of object sound so- sound sources, tape uh, manipulations, and field recording, kind of uh, anything as uh, treating kind of sound as a as a material like to play with.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. There's a there's a nice theme of uh, treating objects as music here, which is a <laughs> a, good, a good common mm-hmm. ground. Definitely. Uh, did you want to say a little bit about the project we're hearing today?
2: So yeah, it's uh, it's a I think it's the first uh, project with colliding lines, which is uh, yeah, it's a really interesting and uh, exciting kind of project that's linked to the uh, the publication home as well, which I, I just got my copy of uh, recently, which is really nice to to read through. Um, so I guess the the theme is um, it's uh, I'm not sure if it was an intentional uh, kind of pandemic related theme, but in ter- the focus is a home so um, through discussions uh, with Wes uh, the initial idea was to kind of document in some form uh, kind of musical and otherwise the just the kind of uh, location in which I live in some way and then uh, turn that into a, a project and a collaborative project. Um, so I guess I'm quite keen on walking and just exploring Um, usually the walks are kind of further afield I guess but yeah in the last year it's it has been very much focused around uh, the local area of um, uh, Tottenham where I live so uh, I thought it was just a good uh, chance to really get to know the area through field recordings Um, and I didn't have too much of a specific plan other than to try and create a kind of form of a a journey around these uh, kind of uh, regular locations that I I found myself in over the past year, um, and then uh, send it to someone else to to respond to, and um, I think uh, Sylvia was a, uh, I I've, it was I've always wanted to kind of work on a collaborative piece with Sylvia, and also because um, we're quite close neighbours as well, so it's a, a double kind of. Uh, relevance in terms mm-hmm. of the the theme and the and the field recordings uh, i'm not sure if you recognized any of the <laughs> any of the locations sylvia from those uh, I, I did wonder about
1: recordings. the um, whether there was the Markfield field um dump whether that was yes. in there yes mm-hmm. okay yeah. and we haven't discussed this um prior to this moment <laughs> i've just yeah. sort Excellent. of um, i thought oh I'm, yeah those sound like machines that i've heard before Now, where is that yeah
0: I love that there are little islands of familiarity in there for you, like you know, yeah, just by yeah. Geography. And
1: we've actually been we've actually been for a, a one walk together down um, with Helen.
2: Yeah, so really, uh, we're quite lucky because we live quite uh, near the Lee River. So mm. there's lots of kind of really interesting places that are both urban but also can feel very rural, or you can almost forget you're in, in London in a lot of them. So I quite like that kind of i guess uh in betweenness of those spaces and in terms of the acoustics i find they have a very special sound because um yeah kind of that mix of the you always get that kind of urban drone in the background and the kind of classic traffic noises and things but then you can you get a nice juxtaposition with all the kind of trees and other all kinds of uh, wildlife and um, yeah kind of flora and fauna Mm. Um, and also just to say that some of the field recordings on the on the recording, are, um, uh, Helen Frozzi's as well. So uh, she's uh, yeah generously donated. So she does a lot of um, kind of what also similar uh, to me, just out walking, um, very kind of lo-fi, just taking recordings on her phone. But again, I, quite, I really like that texture that you get through just using a kind of uh, WhatsApp sound recording. So um, it was a good chance just as a kind of, I guess it's a kind of document of um, just everyday recording. So yeah, the, especially the uh, relationship with uh, space I think is really in, important to me um, in general in terms of the field recording I generally find myself doing, which is I use these kind of in normal uh microphones, um, they're double as headphones as well, so they're very easy to walk around with, it's not kind of a... I don't have a very... Um, uh kind of uh, elaborate setup for a field recording but um it does allow me to be a lot more mobile in terms of just being able to walk around the space and kind of still feel like i'm part of the space rather than being someone recording in the space so it's having that i guess it's trying to capture that being in a space without um not necessarily to uh obscure the mediation of the recording but to um kind of feel more kind of alive within it, within it and a more active participant within that space um, and I feel with this recording it was an attempt to kind of tune into the space almost so it's um, a lot of the recordings are just me kind of wandering around and uh, then just listening to certain tones and then with the uh, more instrumental recordings that were overdubbed afterwards trying to kind of put myself back into that um, place and kind of, uh, I guess, uh, envision myself in it through listening, and then just not use it as a backdrop for whatever other sounds I wanted to create, but rather integrate those sounds as if they're part of that um, landscape.
1: Yeah, I def I definitely felt that. I mean, because uh, Stefan sent the record the field recordings to to me. I mean, they were they were finished as as field recordings, I think, weren't they? And um, and then I also had that thing where um, it's like, well, I don't I don't want that to be in the background. Like, I want I want to imagine that I'm part of yeah, just part. I think we didn't we didn't really talk about it at all, did we? We just. Um, but I, th- I think I was sort of on the page, same page as you on that of just kind of like just trying to insinuate into into the track and I found it quite interesting like where to place um, my sounds in relation to this incredibly rich panorama because you're using the binaural headphones I, I imagine that's why because I was thinking Oh, Stefan's recordings are so much richer than, than my recordings <laughs> when I make do field recordings. Um, uh, you know, they're just so alive and so uh, yeah, th- th- that everything seems to be. I mean, I've no idea how much editing you did, but it seems so chosen. Like everything is kind of orchestrated in the in the field recordings that. Um, and yet, I think that probably a lot of it is just chance that. It, that but you've selected where things are. Um, so yeah, I've kind of gone for. Um, well, I wonder if I could be a snail here, or wonder if I could be a. You know, maybe I'll just be a, another bird that's kind of, in uh, got in there, or maybe I'll be the background traffic, or the. Ba- you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of. Try and merge with something and then and then you had the job of trying to merge back in with that as well and again i don't I'm not sure whether you did your your overdubs after me or or before or
2: both um it was that was in response to it was in, as you said it so yeah as uh, it was after kind of after I heard your response mm. and then, um, yeah, I, I didn't feel I needed to add too much actually, because I really enjoyed the way, as you said, it really felt like you were part of that the whole sound. There wasn't that kind of gap between kind of performer and uh, kind of, I guess, field recording backdrop. I really, yeah, I, I think it's really amazing how the sounds all allied together and, yeah, you mm. get the the kind of, uh, all the instruments you use as kind of, almost participants in they could have been recorded at the same time almost it's, mm. Um, mm. yeah it was uh, kind of really fascinating so I I kind of tried to do the same I guess so it was a it was a case of um, listening back to my recordings but I guess listening through your responses almost and then kind of just trying to add something that would uh, where there were spaces um, just as a kind of additional mm. response um, um, but yeah something that kind of didn't um, tried to take mm. over too much and allowed enough space for all the other parts to, to interact.
0: of emission, tongue-tied, it hoped it was the final knife, but to become part of your history, we must vanquish the night, still softly into its secrets, throw the wage of days to the sky, and count your blessings. So, approaching the collaboration, if you guys actually? Did you sort of meet to do this at all, or was it just passing recordings back and forth? Or
1: um, Stefan sent me an email and said, "Would you like to uh, work on this?" Um, I said yes, and so he pinged me over the tracks. That that was okay. as much communication <laughs> as we had.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Um, okay.
1: So, I kind of knew that. I knew that I had a completely free hand, and I know that sometimes when you have a free hand, you can sort of put in masses and sort of say to the other person, Look, you don't have to use any of it, or you don't have to use all of it, and then they always end up using all of it. So I thought, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna, I think I probably still said that, but, but, um, I kind of thought actually I need to, I need to really restrict um, what I do. Otherwise, it will kind of. Um, I don't want to take over, and and then there's sometimes when, when, what I'm doing is quite quiet, and then sometimes it's sort of comes up louder than, or you know. So it's um, I kind of pre mixed what I thought where I thought. My sounds should be in relation to the track, and then I sent it over, but um, um, just as they were, you know, as that my tracks were. Um, so I, I, some of them I did overdubbing myself, um, uh, and then I sort of thought, mm, maybe maybe I've done too much there, um, but anyway, I I, I did and. Um, you know other people couldn't be the, the judge on that um and then some of them I was sort of doing much less knowing that Stefan would be able to put in other things uh in and around what I've done i quite uh what i enjoyed doing was um taking uh like in some in some situations just taking some of the pictures that um, the well, either the machinery that, that was recorded, or or birds, sort of particular pitches and things like that, and sort of playing with with the with those things, but sometimes preempting it. Um, so there's an element of composition in that that wasn't purely improvised um, that I kind of thought about it a little bit, but most of it was improvised but um, uh, a few little things that I thought about so that I could bring in um, a particular sound before it comes in on the, on the field recording. So it's like it's answering me. It just sort of plays with that time and space play. That is um so i felt that Stefan was kind of getting at with the, with the um, things but no we didn't we didn't discuss at all this is our first discussion about it
2: yeah oh i'm glad <laughs> it's to. quite interesting i find I've, i'm um, the more i listen to it in retrospect the more i the more links and kind of um connections i'm making and um i i, th- I mean on my part i think a lot of it was uh I guess possibly intuitive or or just lucky mm. maybe, <laughs> but I I really heard what you were saying about um, with Sylvia's uh, additions to it. I definitely could yeah. I really enjoyed listening to those and how yeah how you were playing with the sounds and merging with them and then kind of playing off against them. I think I really liked that the dynamic that it creates. Um, and I I wasn't sure if I'd uh, left the the kind of project too open in a way, but I I quite enjoyed that. Um, just kind of sending something uh and seeing what people do with it rather than giving too much of a frame. Mm. Um, and uh I think we've um, we've collaborated a few times before I guess on uh for that the show that I do for uh with literal transmissions we've done uh we did one show which was uh really interesting in terms of that was just improvised I guess with mm. uh, uh Adam Kinsey as well. Um so that's uh yeah that we'd kind of had some i guess there had been some um, kind of background to the i guess the kind of context in which we're we're working mm. but,
1: um, mm. Mm. But yeah. i'd I'd also done um a a piece uh recently using well just about about sort of a month before you contacted me I'd just done a, a piece for taku Roku. um Sorry for um, uh, uh, Otto Roku. Um and um, that, that that was also using very home based I mean, you know, home based um, uh, recording, just recording out in my garden, basically, and um, and I did. Um I was playing along with that, but I didn't have as much respect for the for the uh the sound uh, for the field recording because I'd made it um and I kind of knew that it that I felt perfectly happy about sort of sometimes swamping it and sometimes letting things um disappear um whereas there was something about the way that your field recordings were um const- constructed well kind of composed in 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 the looser sense of the word but um they just there was constant ah it's like ah there's that there's that there's that I'm constantly I was constantly intrigued by what I was hearing and so I treated it quite differently from the piece that I did for um, for the Otto recording, um, which is called Bolt and Latch, um, and sort of was to do with the gate that I was making. Um, yeah, the actual field recording sound ha- had a very different quality from the field recordings that you sent me, and um, and I kind of, Went at it with a different, uh, different attitude, because it's somebody else's, um, and because it had so much clarity in the decision-making process of what what am I listening to? It was always very clear. Like I'm listening to that. I'm listening to that, Um, and so I like that. So it did make it brought out different different ways of playing.
2: Me, actually, that was a question I wanted to ask you, Sylvia, about um, because there was Bolton Latch and also Tree Time. I th- yeah, which, uh, I think was that about a year less, yes, less than a year a ago, y- but um, yeah, more than a year are, ago. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, quite, yeah. yeah. Um, I wondered that they're quite these three recordings placed them together. I was, I kind of listened through Bolton Latch and that one and this one, it's quite an interesting. Yeah, kind of hearing how like you were saying how the um your different approaches to i guess there's a, a theme that runs through them in the sense of they're all like in the sense of home and they're quite um i guess yeah very close to home in in terms of i guess mm. tree time and bolt and latch in a way um mm. but uh i thought yeah there's a kind of thread that runs through the three of them um I'm not sure I can't quite articulate what it is more for i not for me it's a kind of intuitive thread as well as the in terms of the time in which you do them but um I just wondered yeah. if you thought if you think of them in that way or if they're you'd you'd see them as three distinct projects in a way
1: um well i uh, that's uh, i mean is one project well yeah i think projects do they they inf- because they're part of your moving thinking creative thread aren't they so they they're never in isolation i mean you t- you know you sort of discover a sound on something and you th- kind of take it into another project or you um and i think the fact that i'd done the bolt and latch piece um meant that i could sort of I could leave that and I I don't think I used um pedals on this um, maybe I did I did at one part with the with the bicycle wheel I think I had some pitch shifting going on but other than that um I didn't really use the pedals at all Yeah no I think I think yeah it was like with 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 tree time it was kind of going into the garden, getting the stuff, getting the the vines and the twigs and the branches and things, and then bringing those in and then playing them through a load of uh, guitar pedals. And then with Bolt and Latch, I went out and recorded in the garden and brought that in and then played again with with some... my very simple pedals of sort of basically um, delay, pitch shift and loop, you know. Just all I use <laughs> um, and then um, and then with this I kind of decided to just strip it right back um, and be yeah because I'd kind of I'd sort of done that on the other ones so I didn't need to I felt like I could leave that behind and and be much more minimal
0: The show continues after this commercial break. Colliding Lines is an international arts collective representing 11 artists. As well as radio, we produce books, we produce tapes, and we produce live shows. Colliding Lines is not only motivated by love and passion, but also by caffeine. And if you'd like to contribute to the latter of these, you can do so via the website Ko-Fi, which is ko-fi.com. Ko-Fi allows independent artists to support their work they do when there's no clear way to monetize it. You go to the website, you buy us a coffee, and you help make the magic happen. Contributions can be as little as £3, as £1, or as £5, and we really, really appreciate it. We appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who engages with our work. Having a small bit of income coming in does help us pay for our overheads, our website, our running costs, and obviously for our coffees. You can find us on Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash collidinglines. That's ko-fi.com slash collidinglines. You can also find us on the internet at our own site, which is www.collidinglines.com. And in the bottom left corner, there's a little coffee cup saying support us. In browser, you can donate just a few pounds to help Escape running. Thanks very much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show.
2: I guess the the other aspect of it, because um, it also features your spoken word as well. So, um, which has, which was uh, again, it was a kind of um, a convergence of ideas, I guess, because we'd been talking separately about uh, doing working on with some of your spoken word and uh, on a collaboration. It seemed like it was again it wasn't something it it all kind of came together when I started listening to the the kind of uh, field recordings Um, they were part of the recordings that I sent to Sylvia from what I remember I think as well but I think they really nicely kind of um, they kind of give a nice context to the to the pieces even though they were kind of made separately and not necessarily well not in relation directly to these recordings but um, I think that adds a really nice additional element to the um to the piece uh and especially because the the voice comes in and out and there's not necessarily a direct correlation with what other sounds are going on but there is a there is a dialogue as well um so i just wondered was if you uh i don't know if, if you had any thoughts that you want to <laughs> to discuss in relation to that or um,
0: um yeah I, i'm not too sure it, it's really interesting because it feels like for you guys, you you engaged with this. It, it, it's your project that you, you, you created and curated, um, really. Um, you know, the words happened very separately. Uh, just me on my own uh, reading from my notebook. So it feels like less... Um, it, it's more kind of about how you've chosen to to, to put them in this rather than what yeah. I've... If that makes sense. I was sense.
2: worried at the, at the start because I, you gave it to me as a kind of single file with all the kind of uh, continuous narrative i guess which i uh kind of took the liberty of, of chopping up across spacing out across this um kind of half an hour which uh yeah I, again it was kind of linked thinking into in terms of the the timing and spacing and i found that there were some quite uh curious kind of echoes in the in the words and what the sounds were um again not intentional when i was making the field recordings but they kind of emerged as I was kind of piecing them together and they seemed mm-hmm. to kind of fit uh, kind of um, yeah almost they kind of found themselves <laughs> in the in the piece in a way um, but yeah I quite like that idea of because um, I think initially the track's about a three minute um, spoken word roughly but spread over uh, just under half an hour and yeah I quite like the kind of spaces in between those utterances and um, a lot of them are left kind of uh open um through the cutting kind of in between uh the cut, the meaning essentially so um yeah, mm-hmm. I quite liked playing with that but uh, i'm uh i was a bit <laughs> I was a bit nervous when I first sent it because i wasn 't sure if uh, if that 's what you intended but i 'm glad that you were uh open enough to <laughs> to go with that.
0: I think there wasn't much intention behind behind what I was sending you. Um, I'm glad that you broke up because it, 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 they they were just fragments that I that that I intended to be used as as, as you saw fit, really. Um, so I mean, what I was doing with that is just reading from uh, reading bits from I guess my notebook. Um, there's stuff which doesn't necessarily make it into, or I haven't found a way yet of making it into like a a, a fully realized piece. So um, it was. Yeah, it was basically here are a bunch of um, fragments I see as sort of linked, but I, there's no, I I don't have any any narrative that I've assigned to it. So um, I find it quite nice that you've kind of taken some of that and, and made found a way of making it a part of your narrative. I think that's quite a nice sort of uh, yeah, quite a nice way for the, those recordings to be used. I think so. I'm glad that you did uh, took took liberties with them because that's what that was there for really. Um, although in the mix like you guys are being very uh, you know, respectful of the soundscape and you know all that stuff and then my voice just laid on top it's uh <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm the loudest thing that's happening there, which is not at all um yeah, I feel very unsympathetic to the rest of the project.
1: I really liked I really liked the the way well, I, I liked the way that they were there and then that and then not there and sort of that, that thing of it, it gave a real structure to to work with and i think mostly when the words were there i i i wanted to mostly not play just because um i know how difficult it is to key into words when there's musical sound going on i mean i you know, I do quite a lot of, I've done quite a lot of music for radio plays and stuff like that. So I'm kind of, um, yeah, quite uh, respectful of of there being words. That I mean, you know, if, if you can't hear the words, then, well, you need to be able to hear the words in order to be able to get that other sense that's going on so you kind of making two senses at the same time i mean there's quite a lot going on i think that's um you know between words and the, and the, the 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 field recordings are quite dense in uh in the sense that there's there's a lot of different sounds that are going on at any one time and um which is really exciting I can, you know, getting that excitement. And At first, you know, I had, to, I had to listen a few times to kind of think, oh, what, what am I going to do here? You know, like, and then I thought, oh, just, you know, just walk around the house, see if you can find the first object to play. I think I did them in the order that they were sent to me. And, um, but it was really nice having the words there because it just kind of eased, for me, it sort of eased into the track and then you can sort of feel, well, you know, does it or does it need to be a constant sound here or, or, a, you know, a pitched note or an unpitched note or sort of, yeah, there's lots of questions at that point that come up and then the, the words sort of help to, because words are a mixture of, Kind of pitched things with 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 uh, consonants. So you've got the vowels and the consonants, and and so you've already got sort of pitches and and um, n- noises. If you think that's in a way what words are, pitches and noises.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that because I always find it quite difficult. With, and meaning. Uh, I guess that's the difficult thing about words. <laughs> they they mean things as well as sounding like things as well. So. I guess fragments almost like I guess you can when you walk around you see fragments of text everywhere like in advertising ca- like cars like there's a, there's always kind of it's amazing how much mm-hmm. text there is kind of just lying around as well mm-hmm. and I kind I guess it was that kind of idea and a bit with the field recordings as well it's like coming across things and it not necessarily having to be a full complete meaning at any one time it's more bits that allow you you can create links between them or you could see them as all separate, it's kind of hopefully left ambiguous, so it's kind Mm -hmm. of up to the listener to if they want to um to make those connections and also using the the all the other kind of um uh acoustic oral cues as well. Um so it's kind of hopefully there's um yeah, it was trying to create that sense that there is a narrative but not so much of a narrative that it that's The kind of only level that you'd listen to the piece on, as it were.
0: I mean, Mm. I guess the words are. It feels like things I found in my pocket, if that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you're walking along and you're rummaging your pockets, like, oh, what's this? You know. So it's um, yeah, they feel very incidental in terms of that. So yeah, it's entirely subjective whether you draw some sort of narrative between it or you choose to view them as, as as sound in a way or just yeah fragments really so yeah
2: at the start when Wes and I had started talking about this collaboration um there was there's an essay by uh, George Perak that I think came up as part of that discussion called the infraordinary um so I think that uh what we we're just talking about kind of um there's a lot about I think what you're saying about um uh phrases that you just um kind of picked out of your pockets i think there's a there's kind of a real reference to that in that essay um and i think that that essay as well in terms of the theme of home and focusing on the the everyday and kind of your kind of very immediate surroundings i think that's uh um it's kind of a really nice uh complementary text to read alongside this piece uh in a sense so it wasn't um other than having read it it wasn't there wasn't any direct attempt to recreate it but um having initially thought about it and discussed it it did kind of uh, unconsciously inform i think some of the the choices in terms of the the field recordings the type of uh, sounds that uh, that i started with so um so yeah it was just to uh, just to just to reference that that essay.
0: Thanks so much for talking to us today guys like it's been really lovely to to, I guess well to actually introduce you guys to to discussing like uh, the the project which uh, uh, sounds like it hadn't happened in in great detail before Um, so I'm glad that happened. Um, Did you guys have any other projects that you're currently involved in you'd like to talk about a little bit?
1: This year I'm doing quite a few things with Colourscape. Uh, It's uh, an amazing sort of Inflatable installation with lots of different pods in different colours that you can. Kind of, so they're chambers that you go in with these very vivid colours and it's really kind of um, yeah you really get inside a colour so it's a bit like a maze that you go, kind of go in through and then uh, Simon de Sorga organises the musicians for it so um, quite often it's Sort of free improvisation, but sometimes sometimes it can be a bit tonal, sometimes can go into rhythms, but um, generally it's kind of quite uh experimental and um, a really new sonic environment for um a family day out
2: so i've got the there's the ongoing series of the these radio shows that I do with um, literal transmission so we have uh, it's every fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 30 p.m. we have a half-hour slot uh, which is um, loosely focused on the Lee River Um, so that's me and Adam who's also collaborating with Sylvia on that that piece we um, yeah that's kind of using it's kind of a similar idea to this this album, in a sense, we we repurpose uh, field recordings, uh, and um, yeah, we kind of work out different strategies to um, to play with them, uh, and then we have a more open form um, version of that that kind of approach on Threads Radio uh, coming up in July, um, and actually, there was there is a release that was just it was just released yesterday actually. Uh, with um, Andrew Sacco and James worse um, who's based in Melbourne. So it's uh, it was a a long distance collaboration over the last year of uh, lots of fragments of um, bits and pieces of electronics and just recordings that we've been uh, gradually amassing. Um, and it's yeah, it's uh, <laughs> none of us are quite sure what to make of it, but it's uh, yeah, it's got it's got some of um, James Wess. He's got his own uh, language, and he speaks in wortacords on on it, which is uh, yeah, that's very entertaining. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you want to hear more of that, it's uh, yeah, it's quite a surreal uh, kind of sound collage, I guess is the closest I can come to it. So um, yeah, that's uh, we we call ourselves Blight Motes and the the name of it is Abrasion Tapes um, on Bandcamp. So.
4: By the while, the waltty pork tail green with a tandasome glotches in the matter. Fulfidly clasping for strones or glimmes Out of profit in the night This fathery slat, into mallow moth A dadge of snowy leaves To fessing tantiglots One hodless twilk For the sputch of hemorrhoes the fuel it twig, hummer-y in wick-y, He tried to peek Dwell-thin, To malo mo To naffle a yark of sullering. They're bobes of dar Shad <laughs> in Plostine sure. <laughs> <Gliphia punch. laughs> i and finch sure. i <laughs> Blessed week of a strumba deal, I'm not my For of Fabulum, he thradled the smolliest quackin' cellulone drug, and friddle like to Godlessly wafting the grissom sweat, it stedge a perpendicular waft sight with doggering glitter silver. Sorry. Blotherful urchin, doe dialysis of handers as the jumbo nut, the bo-billion to collect-harp, strobile as husty blad or fendable <laughs> 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 The bill, no dung trucks of Pelsidor shadow, ah, 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 my cloak. pass it all the looted bunny bunnies. My Bill, so much in the it all the with magnolious gandy bloats. Effort will soon change the value of the gogibangus. Shard. 10 minutes. Effort will soon change the value of the Effort will soon... 90-12. 90-12. Lollipop, lollipop. <laughs> With all the parshness of a mothing tongue. <laughs> oh, smartly gleam, doffer thy tendrils. Glimphal of Oathglimp.
0: That's all we've had time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. What you've just heard are tracks from Stefan Barrett and Sylvia Hallett, which is from Tree Time and from Stefan's Project Blight Modes. You can find out more about everyone played on this show, getting links to their Bandcamp Soundcloud uh, websites on our website, which is www.collidinglines.com, on our social media, which is at Colliding Lines on Instagram and Facebook, Or indeed, if you're listening via podcast, in the description you'll find links to their projects too. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and if you have, uh, please consider following us. Please consider subscribing, liking, uh, whatever is the most appropriate term for your podcast platform. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next month.